wash it with the water. Rule number one of Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome everyone to Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. This is our campfire chat series, and we're actually doing this one around a campfire. Yeah, this is a legit campfire chat. We're having yeah. to dodge sparks here, guys. Yes. Dodge sparks. Counting watts, dodging sparks. Counting watts, dodging sparks. <laughs> Hashtag van life. Hashtag van life. If you hear some snap, crackle, pops, it's just a little campfire in the background. But we're here in the middle of Joshua Tree National Park. And I am so excited to have one of our best friends and just a person that we are so, so deeply grateful for. Katie Hoy is going to be here with us today for this episode of our Campfire Chat series. So Katie, welcome. Thank you. Happy <laughs> to be to here. Cheers to that again. Cheers to that again. <laughs> cheers, to that. cheers again. Cheers to that. <laughs> yes. We have consumed so much tequila over the last three days together, <laughs> which is always the case. And here we are around the campfire drinking more. So yes, we are. thanks for joining this experience. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> also thanking, thank you for making this possible because yeah. I wouldn't be here if you guys weren't here. We wouldn't be here if you weren't going to be in San Diego, though, originally. True. And you came down to San Diego and they're like, hey, we can meet in Joshua Tree National Park. And it just happens year after year. Mm-hmm. And this is the good thing that comes from running on to propane. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. That's, yeah, that's backtracking right there. But, yeah. yeah, running out of propane brought us here. But also, too, just to give a little backstory on how we know Katie. You know what, Caleb? I actually, I stole the mic from you, but I feel like you should tell this because you were the first person to meet her. Yeah, so we got to know Katie three years ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we always had this. So I met Katie actually at the same time that I met Lauren from when we interviewed Lauren and Alan at a photography workshop in Oregon, in Bend, Oregon, in Bend, yeah. like two years ago. And then um, after that, the universe has connected us many times mm-hmm. in different spots. Uh, we, in the U.S. first met her in Moab. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just like every year we've just kept on sharing the same space. I don't know how to describe it. We keep on making ways to, to hang out with each other and have great experiences and yeah. great times. And it just kind of works it does every work. time, you know? Yeah, it does work. But it all started two years ago when we met at that workshop. I guess technically it all started four oh, years ago. Oh, I bought your lens? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I guess random connection through Instagram is I bought your 50 millimeter Canon lens like four years ago. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, I knew who you were through Instagram, so I went to that workshop because you were a speaker there and we met and became friends. And here we are like two years later, three years later mm-hmm. in Joshua Tree National Park. <laughs> yeah, the really cool thing is, um, so Katie lives up in Oregon and we, for the most time of our friendship, have lived in Colorado, but now obviously we live on the road. but. One of the cool things I think about our friendship with Katie is like anytime we meet up, it's usually we like make it a thing. We meet up somewhere. We make it happen. Like mm-hmm. both of us always are like, is there a way we can meet up wherever we're at, even though we're all traveling around the U.S. And when it happens, it feels so organic and it's like it was meant to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are definitely anytime we're in Oregon, obviously we see her anytime she's in Colorado or Denver, um, she sees us. But we have met up in Moab, the Tetons, and now Joshua Tree. Yeah. Just meeting up because we want to. We wanted to, <laughs> which is pretty and pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so also, just a little backstory on Katie. Um, 
Katie was actually one of our first inspirations for living in our van. When Caleb met her, she was she had just bought her van. Yep. Yeah. I just started to build it out. Okay. Yeah. So she had just bought her van and she had taken it to this workshop and yeah, it was just starting to build it out. It was kind of in the beginning phases. And then a month or two later, when I got to meet you, it was in Moab and you were still kind of in the beginning of live, building it out, but it definitely had, had some bones to it, had some structure to it. And I remember that trip just like leaving and being like, that's something like van life became a reality for me in that moment. And I think too, seeing you do it by yourself was really inspiring and really cool. And so yeah, Katie has played like a huge part, I would say, in our mm-hmm. our journey to buying a van and still our journey into our van. Um, but we'll get to this later, but Katie does not <laughs> live in her van full time anymore. Mm-hmm. But I am curious, Katie, what was like, what was your inspiration for living in a van to begin with? Like what made you decide, I wanna buy a van and build it out and try to live in it? Um, I think the easiest answer is freedom, um, which I kind of, I kind of figured out later that freedom is a def- different definition than it, what I initially thought it was. Um, but the ability to, I was working, you know, on the road a lot. And so it just kind of felt right, you know, like I, I was traveling so much that it didn't make sense for me to have a home base and um, being in the van just felt like it would give me the opportunity to explore and be who I am and the little bum dirt bag <laughs> and <laughs> the um, bum dirt bag side of you yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and it's and it I got to do that and I think that was kind of like the initial that was the inspiration for sure it was just freedom and the ability to move around and go where I wanted to or I thought you know that yeah. was the initial you thought so yes. that changed <laughs> yeah about four days after <laughs> living in the van full-time yeah it's all of a sudden it goes from like oh I can live in a van and I'm gonna build it out and I'm gonna do all of these things and then you know once you're in it you guys know very well it's never what it looks like on Instagram mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's like shh shit it's 9 p.m and i've got nowhere to stay so all of a sudden that freedom is very free and also (laughs) i don't know where i'm gonna stay yeah and so it's it's still free and i think that maybe the idea of free is just different beforehand than it is after Mm -hmm. you know like i very much appreciate those experiences but it's also um being able to come and go as you please is one thing but being able to have to figure out where where you're coming and going to is a completely like that's a whole other side of it yeah and something that I never even considered honestly I totally agree and totally can feel with you on that with like the you know yeah you can there's you can go anywhere and stay anywhere but sometimes not knowing where you're going or where you're staying is not as an exhilarating of a feeling maybe you should have thought it was. Well, it's supposed to feel like limitless and all right. of a sudden you're feeling like limited being right. like oh wait you can't just stay anywhere you have to find spots right yeah. it's like it takes energy and time and yes. mm-hmm. it's not just an open freedom i think i'm gonna get jet okay <laughs> <laughs> here you take this okay and Got keep you. talking well yeah it definitely it takes energy and time but and i feel like it also like you can put the energy it's so unpredictable that you can like put the energy and time into it 
into where you want to go or what you want to do and life will throw you curveballs and then all of a sudden all the energy and time you'd put into one plan isn't going to work anymore right and maybe you're too tired to put energy and time into a new plan yeah. or and then yeah you do kind of just start to feel not quite as free I totally. guess yeah there's been so many times where I had had plans for like three days in a row where I'd be like okay I'm gonna stay at this site and then I'm gonna wake up and do breakfast and then I'm gonna move you know to the next site you know because I'd always be on my way somewhere mm-hmm. yeah and the thing that I learned the most I guess the most quickly yeah um is that it takes way longer to get where I'm going, no matter what. Yes. No matter what. Even if I give myself an extra three hours, it's always like I'm lagging. Mm-hmm. And and then when I get there, things are different than what you foresee, whether that means it takes longer to like figure out where you're actually staying or those sites are taken or the BLM land is like actually sketchy mm-hmm. um you just don't get a good vibe or a good feeling yeah. we've done that before we've totally pulled up on land before and been like i don't really have a great vibe here uh, totally. aka montrose colorado <laughs> <laughs> okay you, you pull into every spot and there's like 50 shotgun shells just like littering the ground <laughs> and glass and you're like yeah we're not fucking staying there. well we did end up staying there though because <laughs> the, that's the only option <laughs> <laughs> you're right but <laughs> you are a little there. sketched out and yeah. there's like there's bones there's bones at these places like animal yeah. bones maybe yeah did you ever bones. see animal bones or just bones, bones in general absolutely not thank really God. <laughs> We've seen no. them. We've seen we've them seen at a few places. At multiple places. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I don't yeah, know. Which for vegans, it's kind of like extra shock. Sketchy. It's a shock. Definitely shock. Yeah. So then, did you prefer like having places you had to be, or did you prefer being like, oh my gosh, I have nowhere I have to be for the next three months? I loved not having to be anywhere. Um, so, kind of going back to your first question, a lot of the reason that van life appealed to me so much is that. I'm such an introvert and I also have anxiety when I have to do things. I get so much of my peace from being able to just float. Um, and so my calendar, even when I work is like, I'll, I'll book something and then I won't book something for another three days because I know myself well enough to know, like, I don't want to have to do something in three days, mm-hmm. you know, like three, one by one by one. You need like recovery time. Yeah. Or just you time. And so I learned that it was better for me to be able to travel and then maybe I'd go to a shoot and then not have anything for, you know, a while. And if I had to have something, that's kind of where anxiety would pop up again. And it was very much just like a reality of like, this still feels like a job. Like it doesn't feel free. I'm still traveling to work. And yeah. only the difference is now I don't have a shower or a bathroom on board. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and so it's more stressful to find those. Yes. <laughs> yes. It'll be interesting once we get to that point because we haven't since this year just shot you know yeah so we haven't I mean we have shot weddings while being in the van but not very many so it will be interesting like once that does pick back up and we're actually having like shoot or if or if I just want to throw if in there you never know it's 2020 it's all ifs yes all ifs very true but like if that happens again and you know it's like okay this weekend we have to be at this part in Colorado and then the next weekend we need to be in Arizona so like literally it's shoot and then travel and then shoot and then travel yeah it'll be interesting I think for us once that hits 
how yeah. that it was and we've talked about this year it was yeah. actually supposed to hit yeah. that was kind of yeah. our original yeah. plan was we buy the van and then it was like the whole year especially like through the summer or like early summer and then uh, early fall was going to be just like travel shoot travel shoot travel shoot to yeah. another shoot and be like we would always be having to be on the move mm-hmm. and now like we're always like hindsight you know what when we were transitioning the van life that would be so hard mm-hmm. to just like have to be moving constantly for work where we got like two months to just kind of like settle in yeah to like get get the life down get how you live on the road down so yeah it would have been so hard to transition into this new lifestyle and be traveling that mm-hmm. much yeah. you know i'm like one of the things i'm grateful for is that we did have months where we had nothing going on and so like we had time to like settle in and i still we sometimes had time to settle in and not make any money and not make <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes During those months but so, like it's like know. even like there's still moments where i don't feel settled in this lifestyle and i'm like man if i and i even had all that you know time to like settle so like if i didn't have that how even more unsettled might i be right. feeling right now yeah. you know and i think there's probably a lot of people in the same position where they're working and trying to travel and I mean, that's the ideal everyone thinks they want, right? Mm -hmm. Is to travel, travel, travel and get paid for it. But no one really ever talks about how difficult it is to travel. It's it's exhausting. That's your work and that's your life. It's hard. You can't, Mm -hmm. you don't have a home base. You don't have like a life anywhere. It's just your life is traveling and Mm -hmm. that's hard. So how do you feel like you grounded yourself then? Like when you were traveling a lot? I didn't. <laughs> uh, I feel that same way. Like it's it's funny to think of back to our grounding tour we had yeah. because now it's like I could do a grounding tour for three years yeah. and not feel grounded now. It's yeah. just like there's no ground. Yeah, and and that is that was just another learning curve, you know. Like mm-hmm. I started the first year was very like come and go, and I was everywhere kind of in the southwest of the United States and. It never felt like I unpacked my bags. And if I did unpack them, it was to do laundry and then just to repack them again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it sucked. It was so hard. And I also, so many things struggled because of that relationships, like friendships and mm-hmm. intimate relationships. And it never felt like I was actually who I was. It was just like I was just a ship in the night passing all yeah. these other humans. And, that was probably honestly the hardest part. Yeah. It's just never being grounded. Yeah. Yeah. So now you don't live in your van full time. You still have it, right. but you mm-hmm. also have an apartment. Yep. So what does van life represent to you now? Well, currently, <laughs> currently van life looks This is to van me, life right here in this, Joshua Tree. This is van life. She's doing even more than van life. She's staying in a tent. I'm tent so. lifing it now. Life you got here, and it's freezing. It's been it cold. It is fucking cold. And you're living out of your rental car. <laughs> your fridge yes, is in the back of your rental car. My fridge is in the back you of the car. You haven't even fucking refrigerated Which, your eggs for three days. To be, to be quite frank, this is the best refrigerator experience I've ever had, because I don't have to dig for anything. Well, you know what? I was like, I can tell you've lived on the road, because immediately when we got here, you started like setting like you're like okay this car (laughs) is my house now so you like literally set up your like you put all your clothes in this spot like you have this spot where you change you have your spot where you do your makeup and where you clean wash your face and then your food's over here and and that's kind of like how you have to do it on the road you have to make those like you got to go just set that space like this is kind of the space i can connect to in this avenue and then that's the only like stability you have that's a grounding (laughs) like that's a grounding practice absolutely i had to learn that because in the van it's like as you guys know you've got so much space to work with and you have to 
figure out how to utilize that space to find peace. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do that, you don't find peace. It's Mm -hmm. chaotic. And Mm -hmm. so that is the number one thing for me that I learned in the van was like, I have to know where all my stuff is. I need to have a spot for my clothes. I need to have a spot for my bathroom utensils and makeup and all of that stuff. And still to this day we don't have mirrors which i can't figure out our mirror is like two inches by three inches also, have we mentioned this you built your van out by hand like you were the sole builder out like you were building it out from scratch we just bought ours already built out so that is impressive thank you yes that that's a whole another venture to van life like there's definitely like people are always like man this is the sweet this is a sweet van i'm like it is sweet and i appreciate it but i also didn't build it but if i built it and was living in it there would be a deeper appreciation for that yeah which you have like every time i've seen your van like that was your handiwork true or non-handiwork if we're being honest (laughs) it got the job done it did more handiwork than we did so so did we say like when we met her in moab in that first month we actually stayed in her van Mm -hmm. like this is so this is like yeah you were back to how you were a huge catalyst for van life (laughs) is basically when we both first when you first met katie after i met her at the workshop we met her in moab again for a shoot in november freezing cold like 14 degrees you were in the van and we were just in our jeep prepared to tent camp but it was going to be so cold you're like let's just all make it work in the van so that was like literally we met katie and then we're staying in her van and Mm -hmm. that was two years ago that we first were like yo this life is very accessible and we're in a beautiful spot in Moab. We're seeing our friend do it, mm-hmm. even in the coldest, in the most extreme temperature. We have not, we have not stayed anywhere close to no, that temperature. I haven't either. met anyone that stayed that close. Anyone on the road, they're always like telling stories of the coldest spot they've stayed in. Like we were in Moab, not even in our own van, and we were staying at 14, <gasps> 14 degrees. degrees. 14 yeah. degrees, and your propane heater With the ran propane out. Heater. That was, it was empty. like the day after tomorrow. The heat just got <laughs> stuck right out of yes. the van. Yes. Like, but but that experience, that whole—I mean, there was a lot of monumental moments in that trip. There were. But uh, that was a very big like the door was open to like actually because we had been looking into tiny house living mm-hmm. at that point, and that was like okay, Katie like also does the work we do financially mm-hmm. and like travels and lives up this way and like that seems very accessible and we also just did it in the harshest temperature and it was bearable and like an awesome experience and yeah. you did it with a dog true which yes. i think i needed to see that be done yeah. too yes, yes you were doing it with a dog yep albeit a tiny dog a little baby chihuahua <laughs> but with the personality of jet yes so totally. you know her and jet maybe need to get married I, they honestly, they, they would have the, the best relationship because they each would leave each other alone, and like yeah, they would just—they could hate each other from afar uh-huh. and love each other that yep. way as well. Yep. Yeah. That's, See, Jet that's loves the best relationships, right? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> Jet, Jet loves people who leave or not people. He loves dogs who leave him alone. So it, it would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. we need that's to get true. on that because they're both getting old. So we need to get on that. They're about the same age yeah. too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's meant to be and we didn't even know it. I don't know. Maybe. That, I mean, there's been a lot of things meant to be between the three of us. That and is they true. keep on being meant to be. That they keep is on very happening. True. Um, yeah. Like, we're on day th- three now of our trip in Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. And it's been an amazing experience. We met again like a year ago in the Tetons. Mm-hmm. And it was like incredible incredible as well we mm-hmm. just the universe keeps on finding ways to and we and we take the efforts too to make it happen yeah yeah and they're always great times and i think we trust to like when the timing happens and where we end up because there are times we've tried and like 
it hasn't didn't work worked. out. Yeah. You know, yeah. it'd be like, hey, we're going to be around here. And one of and like, you'll be like, oh, I don't think it's going to work for me. Or you'll be like, hey, I'll be around here. And we're like, oh, that's not going to work for us. Yep. Well, we, we both just, travel a lot. So. Oh, and I know, but we always just trust that it's going to eventually end up happening for us. Right. You know, instead of getting discouraged and just stop trying, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm going to throw some more wood on this fire. Ooh, for this campfire chat? For this campfire chat. <laughs> Go for it. It finally stopped smoking, which is nice. So how do you think that you've changed since you lived in the van? Like, what's Ooh. been the biggest change in yourself that you've seen? That question is actually the easiest question you will probably ask me. Um, love it. I love think, easy questions. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, do we? I love hard questions, man. actually. Because hard questions, you, like, get to fucking know someone. That's true. But this question would You still get been. to know someone through this question. She I do. Just, maybe has, yeah, she's already one. examined this Maybe hard. Maybe we should just call it a simple question. It's, it's one of those ones where I probably wouldn't have been able to answer three years ago. But, you, but um, definitely. Well, yeah, because you didn't live in a van three years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that is well, fair. Yes, very true. She has a point, Katie. Uh, <laughs> thank you, whiskey. <laughs> um, I've learned patience with myself and with others. But I've also learned to let things come and go as they are. And... I didn't honestly know how to do that before. Like, if something happens, it's bad or troublesome or something that in everyday life maybe would bring you a little bit of anxiety. A lot of those things just don't happen anymore for me. And it's 100% because I lived in the van and I had to kind of deal with that stuff on a daily basis. Nothing really goes as planned when you live in the van, as you guys know, Yeah. ever. I mean... If my car starts, I, I mean, you in. run out of propane and then you end up in Joshua Tree National exactly. Park. That is the, the best stars. thing that, that we've ever experienced. Yes. So sometimes, okay, well, that's the thing. Is sometimes things like that happen. So just a quick story on that. So when we first got here, we first met up with Katie. We were planning originally, I guess, just on staying on some free land around Joshua well, Tree National Park. Well, this trip was very loosely planned. I mean, all, all we trips like, are. We can yeah. meet here. I have no idea what the days are going to hold, but let's just get together yes. because it's going to be it's awesome. It's like once we get there, then we'll figure it out. Yes. So, right. Which is also van life. Yes. But also, too, just the way we do van life, we normally just stay on public lands. So, yeah, yeah. So I had found, we found some public land like right outside of the park, and we're like, yeah, we'll probably just stay here for the four nights or whatever yeah and so we did stay there the first night but that night we ran out of propane so we were like shit we're gonna have to go back into town tomorrow morning even though we just got to our spot well it's freezing here and we did we did wake up and it was freezing cold but anyways either way we would have had to go back in town to get propane so we were like you know what let's just pack up instead of leaving things here let's just pack up all our stuff go get propane and maybe we find another spot so we go get propane and then we're like you know what? And then I was like, let's make coffee in front of this builder's supply company because I want a cup of coffee. It's like and a CBO's do it at your best center. That's what you can also do in van life. You can just be like, I'm going to make coffee in this um, parking lot for, hold yeah. on, like give me 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, we made some I coffee. brewed some coffee and then it's like, let's ground and think about yeah. it. Like, so we made some coffee food? and then we were like, okay, do we want to go back to that place? Like it was great. It was open. It was great land. Nothing special. Where do we want to go that back to that place? And then we were like, started throwing around the idea. Well, maybe what if we tried to find a campground in the park? So then we start looking and we're like, oh, there's some first come first surfer, like really cheap. Maybe we should try one of those. Even though all the ads are stop, all the ads, all the odds are stacked against us. It's, it's a, a weekend. It's a Saturday. It it's a, a Saturday, Saturday morning. morning. Like it's, you know, in the winter, which I feel like is a, probably a popular time for Joshua Tree because it's probably too hot in the summer and plus COVID. Plus COVID, so it's already extra busy, and 
We were like, you know what, let's just try it. So we even come into the park and see the sign that all the campgrounds are full. And we were still like, you know what, these first come first serve ones, like people might have just left this morning, like who knows? Mm -hmm. So we still drove around and we found a spot. And it was all because we ran out of propane yeah. that night. Because if we had had propane, it would have been warm enough in the van for us all to like chill there yeah. for the whole morning. And then something could have different happened. Yeah. Something different we probably happened. wouldn't have come up here until late afternoon. And, yeah. and at that point, we probably would have just been like, let's go into the park and then go back and stay in the same spot because right. we don't want to move at that yeah. point. Yeah. So it was, that's how we got here. Yeah. But all that, say, I all mean, that to say, I mean, run out of the propane guys don't <laughs> always refill just like drain it drain which is it. hilarious because i was the one wanting to refill before we came like before True. we came here yeah. <laughs> when we were in we came here from arizona and literally as we were like we got some things and i was like we need to refill on propane and caleb was like no it's totally like we have way more than half a tank which we didn't but if we had refilled who knows what would have happened we, we wouldn't not, have been we here we might not yeah. be right Likely. here yeah. and yeah, who knows? In like the be. most epic camping. I've never camped in. The most in, beautiful place I've ever camped yeah. in my life. I have not camped in a national park, I don't think. Well, no, I that's wrong. Haven't. That's wrong. I have. Shit. When? I camped in Yellowstone. Or we stayed in the RV in Yellowstone with my family. How much was that per night? Ask my dad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't. We haven't since we've been in the van at all. We haven't even looked into it because we just always assume that Me it's too. crazy expensive never, when there's free land right outside. But, I never considered it, honestly. But if you are considering camping in a national park, Joshua Tree, I think, is a really good one. Yeah, this campsite was, what, 15 bucks a night? Yep. Mm -hmm. And we have the most beautiful spot. I mean, mm -hmm. we're standing here next to the campfire, which is up against a rock. It and looks like a Flintstone it set. It totally does. It, <laughs> it seems like, like we're in a movie set. set. Yeah. Yes. And it's beautiful. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. And there's no one around. Probably. But, but all that to say, you learned to like let go of situation or just yes. let things come and go as yeah. they pass. Yeah, let them happen and then mm -hmm. also let them happen. Mm -hmm. You know, like not hold on to that thought of this it is what I really different. wanted to yeah. happen yeah, yeah, or yeah. this is what I thought was going to happen. And I think that, I mean, that's honestly life in general, right? But. Mm -hmm so much of but it happens is way more on the road so much you know more. like in life it'll have of course it happens in life but like i think on the road it literally can happen like six times a day yeah <laughs> and it is like honestly like we talk about this a lot between the three of us mm -hmm. it's like a mirror in front of your face yeah. like yeah what did you call your van you called it like a mirror a rectangle mirrors. of <laughs> self-reflection mirror a tin can of reflection of self-reflection you call it a tin can of self-reflection i'm like that is perfect it is yeah. that and that is what it is it's like Here's all of your shadows just just boinging right back at you. It's like you have no security at all. None. Deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> and travel not. and yeah, no grounding whatsoever. Nothing at all. But it's great. I love that. A tin can. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's so true though. Yeah. <laughs> In a true. good way. So are there any I guess is that a practice you've taken from van life with you then into not full time van life? the reflection aspect yes um yes and just like the letting go and letting things happen and not being attached to outcomes yeah um so i'm not sure if it's van life or the period of time that i experienced mm -hmm. van life mm -hmm. full time um but my life changed for sure yeah. i mean in a in a pretty big way in terms of things that i let happen and the way that i responded to things happening and I honestly, I've thought about this a lot. I don't really know 
what happened to make that change? Because we were talking about this this morning, like so many things happen in your life when it's like micro adjustments. Mm -hmm. But I don't, and maybe that's the reason that I can't pinpoint what it is, but my ability now to let things flow is so high. And I didn't have that before. Mm. I mean, the worst thing in the world could happen. I mean, I could get in an accident. I've been in an accident, actually. Like, my van has died about, like, on the middle of the freeway going 60 miles an hour. And yeah, I'm like... that's scary as shit. Cool. Don't tell me that. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, I actually do need to hear this story. Because yeah. I need to know, like, well, how, does, how did that happen? Yeah, we so, actually don't we know this story. Okay. Well, yeah. I can tell it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know why it happened. Story. I mean, it's, it's just a some type of this is what happens when you buy old sprinter vans yes yes sir <laughs> i think any and this can happen to anyone because it was just electrical but i was on i-5 which is like a major freeway in portland and i was driving south and my van just shut off i was going 65 miles an hour and it just straight up shut the fuck off so you couldn't use blinkers nothing hazards, like nothing. i give gas or brake no nothing it, it all shut off. you steer no so I was able, cause like basically when your van shuts off, your steering, your power steering goes away. So you're still able to use it, but it's very tough. Oh, it um, get tight. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very, very yeah. tight. Okay. And so, and I, luckily, like, I don't know if this is the same for you guys, but in the van, I'm typically in the right hand lane just cause I'm slow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Always. My van weighs 3 million pounds. And so I'm yep. always in the right hand lane and I'm probably, if the speed limit is 55, I'm going 55. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just, I just roll with whatever the speed limit says. Mm-hmm. So luckily I was in the right hand lane and that happened and I was able to like basically get my van over um, after it shut off and I sat there for a couple of minutes and then it like, it turned back on and I was able to drive again. I drove home. I, you know, I called my dad and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> How long of a drive was that? Yeah, how to long go back ha- home? Well, yeah. how long had you been on the road when that happened? Like 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. And then, well, then you were like, okay, I got it back on. How long were you like, okay, I feel comfortable driving? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. but I was on the side of the freeway, and I'm like, if it starts back up, I'm just going to try. At least I know that this is a thing. And my dad had said, like, hey, I know that with, like, that year of vans, you can pop that thing into neutral, and you can turn it off and restart it, you know, if it will allow you to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt a little bit of confidence, but at the same time, like, I had no idea. I mean, I've had my van for, it'll be, let's see, it's two year, two, I don't know, two years and a couple of months now. Um, and I've never had a problem with it, ever. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And so for That's that to happen. big ass problem to have. Yeah. Like you've never had one. Yeah. You know? And your whole van I just shuts I'd, down while yes. you're driving. Like, I think I'd have interstate. a the freeway yes. of all places. I think I'd rather have like a lot of little problems and Same. instead of that one big one. Yeah. So that was scary. But that's just one of those things where we all have to kind of consider, like, we don't... It's a car, you mm-hmm. know, so there's mm-hmm. electrical things. It's like half things. car, half house. But it's, a like, but it's a machine. A transformer. It's a machine. <laughs> yeah. it's a transformer. Yeah. That thing has a mind of its own sometimes, and yes. I don't know we what the hell out. it needs. We yeah. call it a lot of personality. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Our van has a Character. lot of personality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Character that, mm-hmm. you know what? That's just how it is, and it's going to be that way. Yep. So I agree. You got to live with it. <laughs> Yeah, and you know it that happened, and I, I drove it home, and then I was like, do I keep driving it? Do I take it in? Like, what do I do? And I just kept driving it for like a week, and then I parked it for I don't know a couple of weeks because I was traveling around, and this like 
I eventually drove it again and the next time I drove it it shut off twice in a row and I was able to do that whole like neutral whatever thing and eventually it just wouldn't turn back on and so I had to call a tow truck and finally dealt with it and it ended up being like a chip it's just a simple chip that had to be replaced wow but it's just one of those things where the whole time all of those things were happening I'm like you know what this is life and mm -hmm. there's so many things that could happen right now that would be way worse yeah and so i like to say that i wish i would have had a box of wine with me when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so is that your is that like your advice is like always have a box of wine on, wine on hand because you just never know what's going to happen and when you're going to need it well you know me and you know it's, that it's, it's never tequila. a box of wine it's tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but box wine just like packaging wise yes. is better for a van yes. but yes but that's also a super helpful tip like teal. one time teal like one time we went to get water and there was a dude with like a hundred gallon like tank mm -hmm. ready to fill up i'm like this is about to be like an hour wait here but we have to get water i'm like let's just turn off the van go in the back and make a cocktail yeah and drink yeah. while we wait yeah. and so and then like it doesn't feel like you're waiting so yeah and you can enjoy the problem and yeah. i think mm -hmm. that that is maybe that's a life lesson enjoy, enjoy, the, enjoy problem. the problems i love that saying wow enjoy the problem. wow cheers to that okay another cheers <laughs> <laughs> why not Learn to enjoy the problem. Guys, you're not you're not problem. drinking when you cheer. I did. Okay. I just did it very quickly. <laughs> sure I'm you did. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can refill. Yeah, we I'm almost out. I'm almost out no. too. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, you mixed yours. Well, wrong. Katie was like, pour some more in your drink. Pour <laughs> some more in yours. I gotta get a photo of it. You poured sure. Amy's chaser into yours. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Yeah>. My <laughs> okay. mixer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> Well, Katie, one of the things that I like really love about you just as a person is how I'm kind of changing, turning the knob here, mm -hmm. <laughs> changing the direction. One of the things I really love about you as a person is your vulnerability. And I feel like that's something that you really embrace and something that you um, search for in yourself and then also provide the space for others to practice as well. Mm -hmm. And what like what do you think? What do you think led you to that? headspace of being like I want to focus on this and I want to like look at it you know search it within myself and then also I want to share it with other people I feel myself oh, claiming up that as you ask that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh another cheers <laughs> I said cheers to that question yeah wow. no that was great that was yeah a powerful question um okay so end end question was like what what breeds that yeah right? like how do you okay. think you got to that space of being like this is something I want to explore within myself and then also something I want to share I think um, for myself, it's been that I've never felt heard or seen. And I, I finally learned after years of counseling um, that to feel seen, I have to let people see me. And that's fucking scary. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yes. It's like so simple, but so beautiful. It is but so, so simple. fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. Let and people see you. Let that is people beautiful. see you. And I think that. <laughs> That is something I'm still working on it. Obviously, like I, I've known lifelong people, practice. Yeah, for sure. yes. I know people that I've known since high school that I, I consider them really great friends, but they don't know who I am still because I still don't let them see me. But then there's people like you guys. I've known for two years, and I feel like you guys know me better than most people in my life. Mm -hmm. Well, I think and that's always been the case when we get together. Even though we are like, when I count the days we've actually like spent hanging out, all three of us, it's probably like a week and a half. That's right. I was like 12 yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, over like two years. But every time we're together, we're so intentional of just like, let everyone else see you. Be yeah. yourself. And we all feel so comfortable in that space where the moment, every moment is so meaningful. Right. 
But why is that so hard with people you've known for a long time? Like, I feel like, you know, with people you just either, maybe people you just meet or just like someone you just click with instantly. Maybe if you're already in that headspace, like I didn't practice vulnerability when I was in high school. Same. So of course there's relationships. You practice the opposite of vulnerability. (laughs) Everyone does. You practice the opposite of high school. You want to lock everything up and just be a punk ass goth kid. Be like, fuck the system. Yeah. I loved, I loved being emo. It was fun. (laughs) But you know, like, so then now those relationships are harder to bring in that right. vulnerability piece because they weren't built on that, I guess, right. to begin with. And I think that I think that there's somewhere in there, it's like they know the piece of you that you've shown them, and I think that it's really scary to show them more. Mm-hmm. And they know, like, what they're comfortable with, and you know what you're comfortable showing them mm-hmm. because that's what's been accepted by them. And anything more, like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know if they're going to accept that. You don't mm-hmm. know if... if you break down crying or you are angry at something, you know, if they see that, you don't really know what the reaction is. So it's almost like they're getting to know a new piece of you. Yeah. And that takes effort, I think, to show people. I mean, anyone. It takes effort to show anyone. But there, there's a sense of loss that I fear where if I show that part of me to these people that have known me for so long and then they see it, like, I could lose them. Yeah. And I think that there's something tied up with that, you know, where new people, like when I met you guys, I was like in this place where it's like, this is who I am. I want you to see who I am. And mm-hmm. even, even though it's hard, it still feels doable because you guys can walk away or you can commit. We to... could have walked away immediately and you wouldn't have lost. Right. I mean, I'm not look at us. She would have lost a lot. But, <laughs> <laughs> like you wouldn't have, you know, you didn't have this whole history that right. would have been lost right or, you know yeah, all yeah. these previous emotions that you had felt right. towards us or you know yeah and there's you know i'm sure we have we all have like those inner fears of feeling good enough and self-worth and i think the people that have been in our lives longer that haven't witnessed us growing and you know reflecting on ourselves those are the people that are probably going to struggle with it the most and yeah. so it's hard it's hard to show that and share it too. Yeah, I mean, ugh, it's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think something that just really, when I think of you, I think of vulnerability and I think of authenticity and I think of openness. And I feel like that's something that since the moment I met you, you have made it very clear that those are like top priorities in your life or things that you want to center your life around. And for those of you who don't know, something I think that's really cool about Katie is she will host photography workshops centered around vulnerability, around authenticity, around self-love, about just really, of course, you know, exploring your creative side and learning all things photography because she's a badass photographer. But then also, <laughs> there's more to it than just that. You know, there's more to it than just being great at taking photos. There's, you know, self-worth and self-love and being vulnerable with yourself and others. And it's cool that you create a space like that. Yeah, well, I feel like that's why we both connected originally at yeah. not your workshop. Yeah. Is because <laughs> I was also going through a period of time where it's like, I really want to put myself out there and just be, I want to let people see me. Yeah. Like, I want to be vulnerable. I want to learn. I want to let people see me. And I feel like in that space, like, you also met there too. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, like, we can share, we can be complete strangers and just, like, share life, who we are. And it's beautiful. And then that just, like, keeps on expanding and, like, pulls people in. And now here we are 
three years later. Two. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. Eventually, I it lost will be three, year. Caleb. Two years later, and it's like those, like, you look back at the fruits of how, of what the relationship has bore, and you're like, yeah, that feels right. Like, it was yeah. all synchronized and, like, meant to happen, and yeah. But also, too, how cool is it? to like bring vulnerability and growth and authenticity into old relationships and it be accepted as well yeah you know it's it's hard hard, but like when it does happen and it's like the other person meets you there that's really cool yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah but i feel like your workshops or just the space you create either whether it's at a workshop or whether it's just meeting you you know just hanging out with you I do feel like the space you create is always an open floor of meeting mm-hmm. letting people practice that because mm-hmm. kind of like you said when you met us for the first time it was like you didn't really have anything to lose you know whether we we accept you or not if we don't then yeah we go our separate ways and right. you know there's not a whole history yeah. lost or whatever You're able to see like who I am and mm-hmm. you can you can make that choice mm-hmm. you know and I don't I'm putting myself on the line but at the end of the day it's like I'm at that point now where I'm like, if you accept me, that's amazing. Yeah. But if you don't, that's okay too. Yeah. yeah you know, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. But I think it's cool. You give people the space to almost like practice that yes. in a way, you know, yeah. cause like, it's not, even if that's what you want, even if you want to approach someone and be like, this is who I am. It takes practice to be able to do that. You, you can say, I want to do that, but it's scary as fuck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just scary. And once yeah. you get in the moment, you kind of like can freeze up and go back to old patterns or old habits or yeah. things that you know, don't serve you, but they're just you're used to it well i also like what you really said about like i think one thing we've been experiencing as a couple in van life is how you said there's always more like you Mm -hmm. get to a certain level but then there's like it's a practice it doesn't stop you practice forever and at some point you feel like yeah you put in work and you've made progress but then all of a sudden it's like you uncover another another layer and it's like there's always more you have to keep going you have to keep being open and that's hard yeah it's hard work i mean I think like self-reflection, self-love, like accepting others, accepting yourself, it's all kind of in the same bubble of work mm-hmm. and heart work. Heart, heart work. Yes. yes. Yeah. Heart, heart with work. the T. Heart work. <laughs> and and it's so. It has so much weight in the best way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but it is. It's heavy and. But it makes it's, your bicep strong. When it you, does. When you can curl it. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I was trying to throw in a good analogy there. I thought that was like, yeah, it's heavy weight, but if you can learn to lift it, you'll get stronger. Okay. Come on, guys. So because imagining you, like, imagining listening to you say that is so different than watching you say that. What? <laughs> what, do you, what does that mean? Because you're just like, that's just so funny. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I love that. I love it. I love it. That's great. Continue. Thank you for being vulnerable. Yes. I love it. That's a perfect example of being vulnerable. (laughs) And so great. He's like, I wasn't trying to be vulnerable. I wasn't trying to be vulnerable. (laughs) I'm just trying to make an analogy here. And then I also need to fix the fire. So here, take this. Go go fix the fire. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So with your, like practice of self-reflection and self self-love and just kind of like you know really diving deep into you and who you are what do you feel like the areas of your life you're like focusing on growing in right now are Ooh, that's a hard question i remember seeing this one Should have <laughs> this focused is not on one of the more. easy ones <laughs> no you like i mean growing up right yeah taller 
yeah um yes definitely <laughs> the area that i want to grow the most is just tall <laughs> I've asked yes. Toward, physically towards the yeah. sky yeah. mostly i just want to grow up um, <laughs> in all the areas but since but that, i don't want to grow up i'm a toys r us kid i am not a toys r us <laughs> okay, kid okay there's a joke there right. it is there it is that's keep, keep tuning to the fire yeah. <laughs> You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, okay? <laughs> no. Uh, um, honestly, I've always wanted to be taller. For anyone out there that doesn't know how short I am, I'm 5'2", and it's the worst. <laughs> um, but I like it. In a more realistic sense, um, I've been working a lot on codependency and I, as of recently, like self-sabotage, which I honestly didn't even know that was like a problem that I had but now that I've been able to reflect on the last like month or so it's like actually a huge problem <laughs> which is scary because um, I've always kind of considered myself well, enjoy like, the problem thank you I am ah there it's it been is good. <laughs> it is yeah I have been enjoying it actually yesterday Cheers I enjoyed it yeah I guess um, being able to kind of look in the mirror like I actually look in the mirror when I say this like um, I journal a lot and I do a lot of questioning of myself but a lot of times I will actually just look in the mirror and say like what do you want and I don't know if you guys have done that but that's a really hard question to ask like because you find out I don't know what the fuck I want I think what do you want how are you? Yeah. That and what do you need? Are how are you? Our question recently yeah. has been like, we'll wake up every day and be like, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you need today? Yeah. Now, what yeah. do we need? What do you personally need? Yeah. And then you'll ask hard. me back, what do you need? And we'll be like, these are the things I think I really need today. And like, okay, let's make those happen. But yeah. sometimes I can't even answer the question in the moment. Yeah. yeah. And would be fine. like, what do you need? And I'm like, I don't know right now. Yeah. I need, I need to, to, I need to, to like, tap about into it. that question. Yeah. yeah. I don't just wake up and know mm-hmm. what I need. Or like looking at yourself saying, what do you want? Right. Yeah. And honestly, I've never really asked myself that question until this year. Yeah. Which is kind of sad, but also it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... The biggest area that I learned that I want to grow is knowing to ask what I want. Like, ask for it. Mm -hmm. You know, if I want someone to commit to me or if I want to have tacos or tequila or I just want to read in the morning. Knowing how to ask for those things. Like, it's so simple, but also at the same time, it's like, I've never done that before. Yeah. I've always been like, here, let me make you breakfast. Here, let me go do this. Here, let me go do this. And it's like... I'm doing life for all these other people outside of myself and it doesn't do anything for them or for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just codependency. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's self-sabotage wrapped up in all of that as well. But um, it's very interesting to be able to say, like, I just want to be able to say what I want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So So what do you want? I want to be able to say what I want. I want (laughs) to be able to say what I want. And I want to know what I want. Yes, it can that be, is huge. It yeah. can be hard because, like, I know for me, at least, if someone asked me that question, or, like, if you looked at me in the morning and say, like, what do you need today? I want to be able to answer your question immediately. Yeah. And, like, you know, it be honest and truthful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes our mind's just like, you need to answer that question. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm weird with, or, like, if someone asks me a question, I just feel like I have to answer 
immediately or I don't know I don't know why that's the only option in my head sometimes right. or maybe it just would mean I don't know or I'm and for some reason I don't know isn't okay but all that's not true but yeah when you ask that question sometimes like if I ask my question what do you want my mind immediately just wants to come up with an answer I think just to answer it and move on yeah so you don't have to have mm-hmm. the attention on you anymore mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, and I'm the exact same as mm-hmm. we've talked about a lot. Like, I think that a really good practice for me has been to say, I'm not sure, but like, I would love to answer that question when I'm ready, mm-hmm. whether that means today or tomorrow or in three months. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes it might take you three months to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And we're like on this weird, we have to know everything right now yeah. and we have to be mm-hmm. able to tell people what that's we that's why we have a shit to look up list right because we have to know everything it's getting long <laughs> yeah. we're never gonna look up that shit yeah. <laughs> but it's that's cool true. to have it's yeah. cool to think about one day i'll know that eventually eventually yeah and then i hope you guys will text me when you figure it out yes. we will that's how we're gonna start right yes <laughs> no yeah. i totally agree to that and i've I relate with that a lot. And I think it's just always encouraging to hear, even though I know it, it's still always encouraging to hear, like, it's okay if you don't know, and it's okay if you don't know when you're going to know. Yes. It's okay to not know ever. It is okay. You know? And... See, that one scares me. Yeah. The ever ever part in the end, I'm like, what? Really? To not know ever? Yeah. Yeah, and that is okay. (laughs) It is weird embracing that. But, like, the thing that really, and it was around the time I went to the workshop, I remember I picked up, I've mentioned this book before, Inner Engineering. (laughs) I told it to you today. But it was around the time I started reading that book, and he has the best quote on saying, I don't know. And it's like, like, embracing the fact that you can say, I don't know to anything, means that the next step you're going to be learning. Like oh. it, it, it's like the the foothold to every ounce of wisdom you'll gain is being mm-hmm. like I don't know about this or I don't know about myself, but it means that you want to learn. It means that you do want to know. You're questioning yourself, and like you'll start learning stuff. And it might not be a whole lot, but like that's progress. Yeah. That's progressive. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the not knowing, embracing that I don't know is like the foothold to all knowledge, like I the foundation. Love- and I love that concept, but it's so scary yeah. at the same time. And it's something I know at least I need to be reminded of constantly yeah, all the because time. I've read that book more than once. I know exactly what quote you're talking yeah. about, and I still don't, you know, forget it or like don't put it into practice or, mm-hmm. you know, can slip into these times of like just forgetting all of that stuff I read in his yeah. book and all those things he teaches and but and it's the same way I'm only mentioning it because I just started reading it like again a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and I was like it's fresh on my mind but like it's not about finding the answer it's about asking the questions and like not knowing is the start to asking the questions it's like oh I don't know this but what's the question to ask to get there Mm -hmm. and then that I think is kind of what matters yeah and after you ask the questions you enjoy the problem and Cheers to that. And there you go. <laughs> I've gotten no more sad back. I know. Oh, I have, I have I'm, mine's I'm, pretty we're much finishing empty. up here on the sad <laughs> and on, on the, the tequila. Yeah. Man. Okay. That was beautiful. That was though. a great question, yeah. Amy. That was so also Amy's had some great questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just have one more. Okay. Katie, what makes you happy? Oof. God. <laughs> Add that to the list of Besides hard questions. Sour Patch Kids. Okay. Yes. So, blueberry and granola tacos. Oh. And? <laughs> <laughs> honestly the outcome of those tacos yes 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 
I'm going to say, what makes me happy? Following my heart and letting myself make mistakes and knowing that like, even through those mistakes, it's okay if they're wrong. Um, or loving people too much and seeing them for who they really are, even if they don't see themselves. Mm. And knowing like I see them and that is enough, you know, even if I don't get that back. Yeah. Um, those things make me really happy. Like being able to see people when they aren't at their best and being able to see them for who they are, you know, in their heart. That, I don't know, there's something about that for me that it makes me want to cry because Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where I didn't used to have that, you know? Like, I didn't used to be able to look at someone and say, you're super fucked up, but also, this is so cool because you are exactly who you are, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, we're all going through these traumatic areas in our life and we've all had trauma and all of a sudden you can actually like connect with people on the areas where we aren't perfect and there's something about that where being able to support people and being able to like be who I am and show them that who they are is good enough that honestly makes me so happy I think that kind of comes back to the workshops and everything too Mm -hmm. you know like letting people be who they are and showing them that that is enough that is huge for me um and then tequila (laughs) 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 okay well you and i are soul sisters 100 percent. well katie i will say that you do a really i feel all those things in you like hearing you say all those things i'm like yep i have felt that way from you like i have felt loved because of who i am even when i'm i i feel like i could be anywhere on the map i could be the highest of highs or lowest of lows or just cruising in the middle and i feel like you're gonna see me and love me in that moment so mm-hmm. i think that you i don't know how to word it you do a good job of i don't know it's, you. it's like the energy in the space you create just mm-hmm. around your persona it's like be open you will be accepted you'll mm-hmm. be welcomed you'll be loved your mistakes your victories your failures failures your successes it's like all of it is you and all of it is me and i see you and like let yourself be seen too yeah and i've always felt that around you. without it even being spoken yeah yeah i love that I, like i want to get the tattoo now like what let yourself be seen is yeah. that what you said that that that's a mantra oh, right that, there. Yeah, that is a mantra. That is a you mantra. Let yourself be seen. That should be your new workshop title. Not self-love, but let yourself be seen. Or Ooh. self-love, let yourself be seen. Subtitle. Subheading. Or just tequila. I don't know, that's or just good. tequila. Or just, yes. You know what? Tequila, too. Tequila. <laughs> I love that. Let yourself be seen. That yeah, is a I love it, mantra. too. You said it. Well, guys, Katie is awesome, in case you haven't already picked up on that um and if they want to kind of follow along with you or see what you're doing maybe any future workshops or get togethers or whatever you do where can people find you um my instagram is just katie hoy k-a-t-i-h-o-y um katie wah wah or is that french oi it's oi no oi it means today in spanish it does and honestly i think that's kind of cool because i'm just basically like live for today yeah katie today (laughs) your name is katie today today. (laughs) 
Uh, we don't actually know. I've got so many background influences that I honestly couldn't say anything without being wrong, probably. But um, <laughs> that's 2020. You can't say anything without being wrong. That's 100 percent true. You're right. Yeah, that is true. Because um, there's no truth out there. There is no truth, and there is no being right because we're never right, no matter what. Anyways, so that's okay. But wow, the smoke is aggressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just. That's my Instagram. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you follow Katie on Instagram, you're going to, I don't know, I think you encourage everything that you've talked about, and I think that's a really cool space yeah. to encourage it on. So There's a lot of different uh, branches from my Instagram, but I won't spout them. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Well, well, thank you for being you. Thank you for being you. And also, thank you guys so much for letting me be a part of this. This is so cool. I love you so much. Thanks I for love letting you us guys. be a part of this. <laughs> yes. Like, we're in fucking Joshua Tree National Park. I know. It's so <laughs> rad. Cheers. So, so cheers. Cheers. I'm out. Cheers. We're, cheers. we're out. Okay. All right, we gotta go we refill. We need to cancel this because we need a refill yeah. and keep this night going. So. Yes. Peace out. Love you guys. Love you guys. Mwah.